Welcome to Tracy Talks Talent, where staffing industry leader Tracy Taylor Smith offers insider perspectives on all things human resources, recruitment, and employment trends. Now, Tracy Talks Talent. Hello, it's time once again for that great episode of Tracy Taylor Talks. Bill Smith, along with Tracy Smith, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Let's get straight into it. Tracy, you know, you, you, you put interviews together and you have people to come to talk to you. How do you avoid being deceived in an interview? How do I avoid being deceived in an interview? I think it's important to talk about industry-related topics with applicants Mm -hmm. uh, to test their knowledge of the industry and to talk about uh, issues that are directly related to the position that they're applying for to test their knowledge about the actual position. Um, I think that you would be surprised about the number of people who apply for positions and I don't know, maybe sometimes the candidate is nervous in the Mm. interview process, Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time that's not the case when you raise questions about industry-specific topics and um, um, position-related topics. Sometimes if they can't answer correctly, then that's a clear indication uh, that they're trying to deceive you uh, in the interview. Okay, now I've come, I've studied the position that you that you've created, that you're that I'm applying for. I come in looking nice and everything. I'm trying to say all the right things. But what kind of nonverbal signs do you read in the interview? Nonverbal signs. So I think it's important for um, hiring managers to remove the fact that a candidate may be nervous from the equation. Okay. I think the interview process itself can be stressful. So being able to pay attention to the signs that the candidate just perhaps is nervous mm-hmm. uh, while they're speaking with you, or if in fact they just truly don't know what they're talking about or they truly don't understand the position that they're applying for. And I think a good interviewer can tell the difference between nervous energy and lack of knowledge. So like if I'm sitting and I may be talking to you and I may be a little fidgety, turning my chair, kicking on my shoes and everything, that's 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 those things you try to look beyond those to try to get to make sure this is the right person for the job. Absolutely. You want to look beyond some of those things um, to make sure that the person uh, is in fact qualified for the position. Uh, I I think some of my best interviews have been with uh, candidates who were perhaps a little nervous. Uh, I find myself sometimes even pausing the interview uh, just to give the candidate an opportunity to relax, Mm -hmm. um, tell them to calm down. (laughs) We're having a conversation. Um, I want to have an opportunity to really get to know who you are and and to determine if you're qualified for the position. And so just relax. Let's just relax and talk. And sometimes it, the hiring manager will have to take that position if they find that their candidates are extremely nervous in the interview process. You know, an interview can be overwhelming uh, to a candidate. Just walking in the door and sitting down and trying to sell yourself in an interview can be very overwhelming. And so sometimes as the person who is controlling the interview process, we have to take a step back 
uh, make sure that we are not intimidating uh, the candidates, make sure that, to make sure that we are not drilling the candidates and, and making them nervous um, just to get beyond all of that and, and really get to know your applicant. Okay, when you said relax, then how formal or informal should you get during the interview? Well, of course, I'm not talking about kicking back and taking your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I'm just asking the question. We don't want to be that relaxed in right. the interview. But, of course, uh, you want to uh, not have your your candidates sweating and uh, really shaking and just afraid to open up and display um, their true personality and talk about their real experiences. And so um, you have to find the, the environment uh, for your interviews. Uh, you have to find the balance okay. in the environment, let's say that. Your interview, in your interview tactics when you're interviewing somebody, what are, your, some of your, what are some of your favorite unconventional interview questions? Oh, gosh, unconventional interview questions. Um, I will typically have a candidate tell me about a time when they had a problem and how did they solve it. Okay. Or tell me about a time you had a problem and you couldn't solve it and tell me why you couldn't solve it. Okay. I think more candidates are prepared to answer the first question, tell me about the problem and how you solved it. Sometimes those responses can be a little rehearsed. But if you tell them to tell me about a problem in the workplace that you had and you couldn't solve it and tell me why uh, you couldn't solve it, I think that they would be less prepared for that one. It's a little unconventional. Okay, and I know you've done thousands and thousands of interviews. What are some of the most outlandish thing? What's the most outlandish thing someone did in an interview that actually worked out for them? Oh gosh, I believe one of the most outlandish things that someone did in an interview with me uh, was they came to an interview with the full presentation. Um, about themselves, wow. their work history and mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was a little bit over the top, but again, on the flip side, I saw it as this person is very courageous uh, to come in and they are very confident in themselves uh, to put on a full-blown presentation about okay. themselves. And so it, it won me over, uh, although it was a little bit over the top. Now, individual interviews is, is one particular thing. Now, what are the pros and cons of a group interview? If you're interviewing more than one person at one time. So are you saying that we're interviewing a we're group? We're interviewing, but you're, yeah. If you're, or is it, is it good to interview groups of people at one time? I mean, having a, one group of like maybe like five or six people, you're interviewing them at the same time. I think you missed the opportunity to really uh, get to know your candidate if, you have too many people in the group. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't believe that that is conducive. Uh, others may disagree with me. Okay. Um, but you want to have the opportunity to really get to know your candidate. You want to make sure that that person is the right fit for your company and that they are truly qualified for the position. Okay. Give me an example with specifics of how you how actual determine if someone is going to fit in the company's culture, particularly for a client whose culture may or may not be the same as Taylor Smith's? 
I think it's important for candidates to understand the company and the position uh, when they apply for um, a job. Mm -hmm. And certainly having a discussion with that candidate uh, about their knowledge with that position, their knowledge about the company um, that they're applying for a position with will really tell uh, if they're truly passionate about uh, the type of work that they are applying for. And it will also show if that person is very interested or passionate um, about the company that they're applying to work for as well. Mm -hmm. So it's important for applicants to do research. I always tell um, applicants when I have an opportunity to speak with them uh, just about uh, job readiness and and preparing for an interview, you want to research the company that you're applying to work with. You want to uh, find out information about them. What's their culture? Uh, What is it like working there? Uh, The Internet is full of information about companies just Google them, find out uh, what it what is it like to work for that company, and certainly you want to know um, about the position as well. Okay, so then in, in turn, so the company that comes to you and, and 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 wants to hire your services to to hire particular people for positions, how do you access the client's company culture? Go to their website, mm-hmm. um, read about their company. Um, look at some of the things that they are doing in the industry, in Mm -hmm. their industry, Mm -hmm. Um, look at some of the um, social things that that company um, is participating in, if they have social activities, if they have volunteer activities, all of that will tell you about that company and and what their their true um, purpose is. Now, the person that calls and, and, and speaks to you as well, do you, do you get questions? Do you get a background from that person as well about, from, about the company? So are you talking about the client? Who's uh, actually calling you okay. for you to hire for, you to hire for uh, Absolutely. Okay. Um, we always take time to talk with our clients to determine uh, what they are looking for in candidates. And tell me about the working environment. Tell me what a typical day is like with your company so that we will be able to understand what it is truly like to work for them and we'll be able to discuss that with the candidates and certainly find the right candidate for their team. Okay. Now give me an example of something someone said that was a red flag or did in the interview that disqualified them immediately that they might that it might not have been obvious. Oh gosh, I can tell you one um the applicant came in and said, can you tell me what position I apply for? The candidate actually did not know what position they applied for. And their excuse was, well, I've been applying for so many positions, um, I just couldn't remember what this position was really about. Mm And I thought to myself, you can't be serious. You're wasting your time. You're wasting my time. You're coming into an interview and you don't even know what position you apply for. So my advice to individuals who are uh, actively seeking employment um, and they're applying for multiple positions, you want to keep a journal. Mm -hmm. Every time you apply for a position, you're going to note that position. In your journal, you're going to note the date that you applied for the position. 
put a few comments to remind you um, about that position and what the requirements were so that when you receive that call back, you'll know you'll be able to go straight to that journal. You'll be able to look up that position and refresh your memory um, about that particular job and be prepared for the interview. So it's the candidate's responsibility to track their applications and not the employer. We thank you for listening to Tracy Talks Talent Podcast. Please subscribe for future podcasts by logging on to our website at tracytalkstalent.com and follow us on all social media on Facebook and Instagram at Tracy Talks Talent and on Twitter at underscore Tracy Talks.